Spider-Man No Way Home is in theaters exclusively, and it's a big hit with audiences and critics. This is the third Sony film starring actor Tom Holland as our hero, Peter Parker, but it features a literal marquee of actors from previous Spider-Man films, including Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe, and Alfred Molina. And whether you're a deep-cut comic book fan, a superhero movies fan, or just a casual movie goer, this film is a lot of fun. Unlike other big-budget releases over the last 24 months, No Way Home has quickly raked in a billion dollars worldwide. And that's encouraging for pop culture pundits who were rightfully concerned about the fate of the box office. But is it a sign that we're returning to some kind of normalcy? COVID is still here to stay, and the new variants are predicted to surge in the coming months. Will moviegoers continue to pile into theaters with this same enthusiasm? And putting butts in seats aside for a minute, what does the future look like for more Spider-Man from Sony and Marvel Studios? All indications are that Tom Holland is close to, if not right at, the end of his contractual commitments to play the character in the future. Will we see yet another actor play Spider-Man within the next five years? A Miles movie? Spider-Gwen? I'm Swain Hunt. Dwight and I are standing around pointing at each other like that viral Spidey meme as we discuss 2021's biggest box office success, Spider-Man No Way Home. So Spider-Man No Way Home, dude. How did how did you enjoy it overall? I loved it, man. I wasn't I wasn't thinking that I was because I felt like it was some kind of contrivancy. Mm-hmm. It was too many Spider-Man, you know, potentially in there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird. I mean, because you know, as a as a kid, this will be a fantasy, right? Like, what if they all got together and did something together and great adventures? You right. Know? Right. But as an adult, you're like, okay, you get you get cynical and like and jaded. It's like, okay. Is this really going to be good? I mean, how good this going to possibly be based on all these guys trying to get their screen time and kind of preening in their own manner for the screen? Mm-hmm. But it came out really well. Everybody was measured. Everybody did their did their did their their own thing the way they were supposed to, I guess, according to script. And it felt good. What do you think? Um, it was fun. It was fun. I I too didn't ex- expect to really like it, and and ha- really had no intentions of seeing it. Um. <laughs> Well, my wife had a uh, she had a Fandango gift card that she was given, and it was going to run out at the end of the year. Nice. So we were like, "Oh, we gotta, you know, we gotta use this, otherwise we're going to lose it." So what do we want to go see? So she wanted to see Spider Man No Way Home. Um, but I, I'm kind of Spider Maned out, and superhero movies are, you know, starting to really. I'm starting to get that thing I was talking about superhero movie fatigue. Right. Right. So I had no intentions on seeing it, although I have enjoyed the previous two films with Tom Holland playing Peter Parker. But, 
you know, but this one, it was fun. It was fun. And, you know, the media spoiled all of the, uh, you know, the cameos that were coming up in the film. Mostly. Yeah. Well, I mean. There are a few they did. Every, well, I had heard of all of them at this, at, by the time the film came out. So, like, at first it was like, oh, they're going to cast Alfred Molina. He's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie. I'm like, really? That's kind of crossing, you know, universes. Right. Did it, did Yes. And then, um, and then they start saying, oh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in it. And I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. Right, right, right. <laughs> and then that was con- and then that was pretty much confirmed and then they then they start talking about JK Simmons uh Thomas Hayden Church no no I don't think they even talked about Thomas Hayden Church but they did talk about Willem Dafoe coming back right and playing the goblin and then the the big one that I thought was really like again a colliding of the worlds was Charlie Cox playing Matt Murdock from the Netflix series Daredevil right yeah. And playing and playing Matt Murdock in the film. That was the one that really was that kind of threw me. But I mean, and they all showed up and did their thing. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, man. What do you what do you think of uh, like? I mean, I'm I'm glad. Um, speaking of the the the, um, the Sinister Five because it wasn't six because they couldn't. <laughs> the Sinister Four Point Five. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, they, dude, they could have like you would have thought maybe. I, I, and arguably, maybe he was there, but not really. You, could, you can call Mysterio the dead sinister, the dead, the dead part of the Sinister Five, because his, his presence was obviously yeah, there. Yeah, 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 looming in the background, you know, as the impetus for people finding out that Spider-Man was actually Peter Parker, the teenager. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would have liked to have seen, like, maybe if they could have. Um, I would like to have seen a, a vulture in there; would have been nice, you know, or maybe even. Uh, Maybe even like uh, the hint that they never fully paid off was the guy that was going to be uh, Scorpion. Would have been nice. Who was who was supposed to be Scorpion? Um, and the end of the Spider-Man second Spider-Man movie, where where um, Vulture goes to jail, there's a guy in there that that uh, that um, Vulture runs into that has a little Scorpion on his neck that might be the character that's going to play Scorpion. Oh, okay, okay. I always liked Scorpion. Like I really liked Scorpion as a as a character, especially in the uh, the nineteen sixties animated cartoon. Definitely, definitely. You know where he was he was going crazy because he had you know he was, he was freaking out. I really yeah, yeah. I really liked that character. And uh, and you and I and, and Adrian talked about this when we saw each other last. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. Batman and Superman, Batman and Spider Man, hands down, have the best villains, the best rogues gallery, hands down. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, yeah. Just the most compelling, the most interesting, uh, the funniest. They're not exactly, they're not all like, you know, the the greatest, you know, character concoctions you've ever heard of. But they're just fun and they seem to work especially well against those two heroes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. What I like about them is that they're not, they're not, they're not OP, you know, they're not overpowered. They do, they do what's necessary as per what their name says they do. Right. Electro <laughs> shocks people, you know. <laughs> Vulture f- will fly and scoop your ass up. <laughs> exactly. Let me rephrase that. So le- Electro electrocutes people. Shocker shocks you. Right. You know, remember, the o- remember the oil man, yo, in the cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> the oil man. The mole man, <laughs> what does he do? He's underground. He's a mole dude. You know? Exactly. <laughs> man Mountain Marco, it's in the name. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the rhino, he does his thing with his horns, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, Carry on, uh, the Green Goblin. I mean, they're all, 
they're all pretty and, and and not exactly one note, but they just work for those heroes. You know, the Riddler and Joker, exactly. and Catwoman, and you know, for Batman, they all they all kind of work. But the movie was released December seventh here in the states, and I think it was released just more recently uh, over in Europe. But uh, directed by John Watts, and John Watts has directed all three of these particular Spider-Man movies. So he directed Homecoming, he directed Far From Home, and now he has directed um, No Way Home. Okay. And and it looks like he has been hired by Marvel to direct an upcoming Fantastic Four movie. So Marvel Studios is going to do a Fantastic Four movie, and he's going to handle that. And I think in terms of the tone, I don't think, I'm not, you know, I'm not geeked at all about seeing a Fantastic Four movie. But I think the tone that he strikes with these films mm-hmm. will work well with a Fantastic Four movie also. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's kind of an innocence and a a glee and a delight that he seems to have uh, in the tones of these films that I think would translate fairly well to a Fantastic Four movie. But anyway, yeah, John Watt, uh, John Watts directed. And the movie has made over a billion dollars. <clears throat> it's made over a billion dollars worldwide wow. uh, thus far in just just a few weeks. So, and as, as mentioned, as mentioned, uh, Tom Holland is Peter Parker. Zendaya plays Michelle MJ. Uh, Marissa Tomei is is Aunt May. Jacob Batalon plays Ned Leeds. And then featured in the movie, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange from the Marvel Universe. Uh, Benedict Wong is in it, um, who is the Sorcerer Supreme, we find out. Yeah, right? <laughs> by default. Yeah, by default, yeah. <laughs> like, like, come on, man. On a technicality, but... Uh... <laughs> Obviously, he's not as good as, he's not as good as, as uh, Steven, because that's why they're, they're, that's why the, uh, um, the Sanctum Sictorum has snow in it, you know? Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and Johnny, John Favreau is back as Happy Hogan. And then reprising their roles from other Spider-Man films, the previous Spider-Man films going back to 2002, is Willem Dafoe, Alfred mm-hmm. Molina, Jamie Foxx, Thomas Hayden Church, and the aforementioned, you know, uh, signals, you know, Spider-Man pointing meme, uh, <laughs> Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and then J.K. Simmons is back as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Charlie Cox is uh, Matt Murdock, so... Um, it, it's a literal, like, like, wow. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, there's just, you really need a program to kind of keep up, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, but here's the thing though. I mean, it, it was, it was all, it was all fan service. I mean, they did a great job of, of entertaining, you know, the, the, the comic geeks that have been with this, the whole, the franchise for across the years and supporting it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was very satisfied, you know, and I, and I was, I was surprised by a few things too. And I knew who would be in there. For the most part, I wasn't sure when Toby was coming in. You know, uh, I was hoping that he would be there. You know, um, I was surprised by the fact that you know, like you said, he's 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 a he's a ladder or the the the, the earliest of the Spider Man. So he's he's aged, but he's aged well. You know, he didn't look super old to me. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked like he could fit the suit still, and he still he still had the, the tonality of of all the Peters. You know, <laughs> you know, it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of funny. Now, man, I mean, just just clarify, man. Did Doc Ock say? You know, you're not my Peter. I don't remember him saying, saying that because I would have been too on the nose or a little I, too. Uh, I don't remember him saying that either, but I hope he did and I just missed it because <laughs> he's hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I also like the fact that um, 
one of the things that concerned me too was like, okay, as I was seeing the videos and the trailers, you know, the spoiler trailers from for Doc Ock's appearance. So okay, why does he have like freaking like like red octopus arms? You know, I'm glad that got explained. Is is okay? So Peter's Peter's suit took over yeah, yeah. those arms, which was good for me. That, that worked. The, na- the nano the nanotech grappled grafted onto his arms and, and was con- and they were they that was uh, cool. Control- yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, cool. That was acceptable. Because I was afraid they were going to try to do some kind of like manga esque like, oh, version yeah. of. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's not make this is his armor like some kind of special armor or whatever. Let's let it be what it was for the time that it was in, you know? Yeah. As far as highlights in the movie, though, for me, um, I did like the, uh, the opening sequence where he kind of rescues Michelle, MJ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know from the crowd and then they end up on top of the bridge and she's kind of freaked out by it and and the fact that a person who's never swung you know at eight nine ten stories you know above the ground is gonna like almost get sick yeah like it's it's fucked up you know yeah vertigo man vertigo's yeah. a bitch and, and you know if your body's not used to it you know yeah and so she you know the fact that 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 was explored i thought was cool and the mm-hmm. the fight scenes, like him facing off with Doc Ock, and then, um, you know, eventually like the lizard. I mean, excuse me, the uh, Electro and, and some of the other villains. All that was fine, um, but I really thought like the connection between, you know, Tom Holland as Peter and, and Zendaya as MJ, and then uh, uh, Jacob as Ned. I thought their connection as a friendship felt really, really sweet and felt real. It felt honest and genuine. It did. It did. Yeah, and and to and so them bookending, you know, this kind of hey, we're all want to go to the same, you know, college, and and then later, you know, spoilers of course in this this podcast, but you know, we find out uh, he had to wipe the memory of everybody, so nobody remembers him. So, you know, they mm-hmm. got into college, and he's kind of starting his life over to some extent, which there were some holes in that whole, you know, mind wipe spell. You know, people forget Peter, right. As it would be because this is too too broad. But they kind of they kind of yeah they, it is broad and they kind of do that in the comics now. I think didn't Tony Stark wipe the whole planet? They all been guilty on point. I think I think um well uh, Iron Man did it. Uh, uh, Wanda did it. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say Professor X did it at one time too. Yeah. 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 So you know, they're all they're all conveniently save their own asses. You know, and and you think uh, that's interesting man. she's bringing that up because it. You know, the whole idea behind this situation is it's, it's called a multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. So, th- so think about it. If you have mutants and you have these beings existing on one plane that have this kind of power, right? Mm-hmm. It, the very fact that they mess with the past, the present, the future and change people's minds, my, my, p- people's thought processes up, that alone will fracture the universe to the point to where these things happen. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it makes sense that the multiverse would be a thing based on people's interactions with it. Once again, man, once again, man is his own, his own worst enemy and fucking shit up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I agree. And and even though the idea of the multiverse is formally introduced in this film, uh, the stakes were still really grounded. It was basically, let's help Peter not have a fucked up life, which is kind of the the thread that runs through all the Spider-Man comics that I read as a kid, mm-hmm. you read as a kid, and really who he is in, in, in the traditional sense as a person. He's a teenager. He makes dumb mistakes. He screws up and he just wants to, 
He doesn't want to have the best life. He doesn't want to be Tony Stark, which is really kind of a problem I have with their relationship. He doesn't really want to be Tony Stark. Right. He's just a scientifically curious kid, but he doesn't have any of the confidence that a Tony Stark would have. Um, He's just trying to get through this life and actually go on a cool date and, you know, take care of the people that he loves and keep his neighborhood and his city safe. And that's kind of it. And even though, you know, the, the sky is cracking and, you know, and Doctor Strange is, you know, doing spells to try to pull it all right, together. Right. And, you know, we're fighting on the Statue of Liberty. It still ultimately felt like, hey, let's just try to help Peter not have a screwed up life. Right. Um, which I think is important. And and oddly enough, funny enough, when my wife, Chris, and I went to see the movie, when we left and talked in the car on the way home. That's what she kept saying over and over again is that how frustrated she was with Peter's decisions. It's like this dumb teenager. You're trying to save these strangers who you never met, many of whom are confirmed murderers. Right, right. <laughs> what? Right, right. Well, you think about it from his perspective, like, you know, um, as a, like he didn't confer with the other two Spider-Men and face these guys and know what their history was. Right. So from a, from a, well, all you hear is like anybody that's coming. If you, when you meet them for the first time, anybody that's come in contact with you, Peter, has died. These guys die in different respective universes because you met them and had conflicts with them. Mm-hmm. That would kind of throw you off as a kid. Like, okay, I don't want these guys to die because they met me. You know, that's not what I want. But the circumstances were were were, were you know where he didn't know what the how, how the, the conflict occurred and why they died. You know, the, for someone to tell you that they're a villain or whatever the case may be, you know. Um, that is that doesn't tell you why that they're a villain or or what the situation was that would make you come into conflict with them to make them die. So I mean, he reacted as a mm. as a kid would. I mean, but Peter, but Peter, Peter kind of is. He's kind of the, the the eternal like 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 fuck up. He's kind of like he's kind of like the Charlie Brown to some degree of of, of the Marvel universe. You're right. You're right. That's a very good. That's a very good point. Yeah. You know. I mean, he's likable. He's fun. Uh, he's friendly, but he is that guy that that just I mean things happen to, and when they happen to, it's generally not a, not not good for him and any of the people in the environment that he surrounds himself with, you know. Yeah, you know? I, I I agree, I agree, and I think you're right. Uh, I didn't like like you know once they kind of caged the villains, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, imprisoned them in those kind of spell chambers that uh, Doctor Strange had created. I didn't like them kind of talking and being smart alecky and quipping, you know, like that was kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, um, I did enjoy the fact that again, later in the movie, you know, you see Peter, he kind of has to rely on Ned and, uh, and, and MJ. MJ. Right. To kind of help him through this situation. So, Again, he doesn't have all the answers. You know, at one point, you know, he has that box and he's like, you keep the box and they got the box and they it push. If you don't hear from me by this time, push the button. And, you know, MJ's like, I'm gonna push the button. I'm gonna push the damn button, you know. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, and then eventually, you know, they all kind of, you know, kind of head up at uh, at the Statue of Liberty. And that was another real highlight for me was when he finally does meet up with, you know, the uh, when uh, Toby Maguire's Peter Parker and Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker enter the picture and they all interact and they have that moment together where, you know, he talks about, Hey, you know, my aunt died and, you know, and then, you know, Toby Maguire says, you know, my uncle died and, you know, and Andrew mm-hmm, Garfield says, mm-hmm. you know, my uncle and, 
His uh, was it Gwen Stacy in his movie that passed away? Yeah, Gwen Stacy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think played by Emma Stone, right? Yeah. 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 And they're all talking about it. And Andrew Garfield, you know, he's welling up, you know, tears in his eyes. I couldn't save her. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I, I think they gave them, like you said, they gave them enough to do and enough screen time and for it to, to kind of matter that, hey, we need to team up. And then, of course, the humor of uh, Ned saying, hey, Peter. And then they all answer, which one? Peter right. Parker. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're all Peter Parker, dude. I mean, what, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they broke it down. It's okay. Peter number one, Peter number two, and Peter number right. three. Well, that doesn't make any sense because Peter number one to Ned would be the one that's in his universe. Right. Not realizing right. that. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. So that, that leads to the, the question I asked you earlier as we were off mic was, okay, so the, the, the attitude to Spider-Man's. So in the movie, they kind of led to the fact, okay, Toby was the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and Andrew was the amazing Spider-Man. So what does that make Tom? The spectacular Spider-Man? Or what 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 is Tom's superlative? Is he is he adjective less? Is he the adjective less Spider-Man? <laughs> Could be. But but for me, I, I have a couple of uh, possibilities I, 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 I would like to call them. And it's, they're kind of funny, but also kind of not not intentionally mean spirited, but kind of sorta. Of. Okay. Like, okay, so um is he the uh talkative, most talkative Spider-Man? Definitely not. They're all they're all yackers, right? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> and, and wise maybe. asses, <laughs> right? Uh, the best performative Spider-Man. In what way? Well, and then he's been in a lot more movies. That he's always he's done a lot more in terms of trying to save not only himself but also the quote unquote multiverse and galaxy. Uh, well, he's definitely the more the most exposed of the three Spider-Men. Yeah, so maybe that, that's for the sure. most exposed uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> right, exactly. Which leads us to this movie. Right. <laughs> right. I think we both can agree that we both can agree that he's that he's uh, the sexiest aunt having Spider-Man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Marissa Tomei for sure. has always been hot. She's still hot to this very day. <laughs> I am fully on board. <laughs> right, and perhaps, perhaps we also can agree that he is, he's the best geared Spider-Man. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. The Iron Man tech, you know, what I'm saying the Star yeah. Tech, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah, that's 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 very true. He definitely has more gadgets, right? You know, and some and some people, you know, would I probably don't really cotton well to the idea of him having that many gadgets because you know it makes him even more of a super heroic figure than he is with the strength and the agility and the spider sense and the ability to climb walls. And, um, and, and, and unlike Tobey Maguire, he doesn't ejaculate, you know, uh, web fluid from his wrists, but. Right. Which they talked about in the movie, which is kind of funny. Right. Dude, right. Right. Case, I'm so. glad they addressed it. It's like, where does it come from? How do you, how do you create it? Hey, look, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> see, I got these glands, see, right. These glances. <laughs> But uh, do we have any idea why all three of these films, you know, they all have the same, you know, home word home in the tagline? Do we have any idea why that is? Oh, no, I don't think it's been addressed. Do you know? I didn't know if somebody maybe had written a piece about it, a think piece on, you know, Homecoming, Far From Home and now No Way Home. But why the home reference is part of the uh, the tagline for these movies. But right. Um, I think maybe it was a, maybe it was an attempt to, to to ground them all in a in a space where you could say that okay this is your 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 stripped down friendly neighborhood Spider Man the first way you met him he was when you first met him he was fighting against the freaking Avengers or fighting against each other right you know? right 
He got he was brought into the fray by by by, by Tony Stark, no less. And then after that, he was dr- immediately drawn to a galactic you know landscape of okay, now I'm fighting aliens and and earth ending um, earth ending you know uh, despots and things mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. I think the home was intent to ground him in a in a, in a more relaxed environment when he's trying to get back to his, his home life. Right. Maybe that's it. You're probably on point with that um, because, you know, and that's kind of one of the reasons like for the superhero fatigue I've been talking about is every movie has to end with, you know, the earth shattering and the galaxies in the balance. And, you know, even Shang-Chi, you know, you got, you know, magical dragons flying through the sky and right. if we don't stop them, you know, and, 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 Spider-Man's, you know, adventures as a hero in the comics and really in animation and everything else typically is he is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like you said, that's his, that's his, his tagline. Right. Yeah. And he's, so he's oftentimes just trying to save his city or even his neighborhood Queens. Right. Right. Um, but the stakes are always personal for him. So to have introduced him in the Avengers movies with all these other superhero characters, was kind of a, huh, you know what I mean? But let me ask you something, man. Do you feel like without an origin story, Peter's motivations do come off a little bit vague? Really? Well, like, okay, so why is he doing it? You know, what's, you know, usually we're kind of, we kind of need to understand why the hero is doing what they're doing, why they're on this quest, and we don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think um, in this particular iteration with Tom Holland, I don't think it's really necessary. I think the thing is, is like we know from the previous iterations that we know his backstory. So to go through it again, it's like, it's just, okay, do we have to suffer another origin story where he gets bit by the spider and goes to cocoon stage? Yeah, I, I got <clears> that. <throat> I got that. But my point okay. is, is from a feeling standpoint, from a, an emotional standpoint, right? we don't know that. Like, okay, so Marissa Tomei, Aunt May dies. Okay, what was there an Uncle Ben? Was there never an Uncle Ben? If there wasn't an Uncle Ben, again, what made him put on a suit and want to start doing all of this stuff? You know, how, right. what what happened to him that, that pushed him in this particular direction? Even a movie like Blade, where we don't see his origin per se, we know, oh, his mother was bitten by a vampire while he's pregnant. He became half vampire, half human. Right. And because of, you know, the nature of how he was conceived and how, you know, he came to be who he is... He's resentful of that. So that's why he hunts down vampires. He doesn't want this to happen to anyone else. And they never say that in the movie. We just get it through pieces of dialogue well-placed within the movie. And we're like, oh, okay, so that's what this guy's thing is. But I don't know. Yeah. I, I could be no, the I only see, one. I see, I see your point. I see your point. You know, it's, it's a valid one. It's like, okay, uh, could there have been like a little more uh, backstory? I think, and this is the thing about, about Marvel now anyway. I think they, they kind of, they know their audience to a point to where they're not going to um, overly introduce somebody or overly try to, to play certain things. And they, and they, they kind of rely on the fact that you're seeing all their movies too. So if you miss right. something, right. Then, then you're, then you're, then you're out. Like who is this Steven strange guy? You know, right. Who is, who is, you know, who are these other, other, other Spider-Man coming in to, to place? But because that's not really their thing. That's a Sony thing. So they don't really care about that anyway. Well, but the fact that, you know, I mean, they do care, but I'm saying, I'm just saying in terms of like, I'm just saying in terms of like, um, you know, the finer points, like I didn't really glam on, glam on to the amazing Spider-Man as much with Garfield. So I was cursorily like seeing a Electro played by, you know, Jamie, Jamie Foxx is kind of a bit of a nuisance to some degree. Like, yes, his, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> you know, his humor was like, OK, this is Jamie Foxx, dude. This is not like Electro as we know it. Right. You know, Electro as we know it is, is you know, is a little more. 
a little more of a doofus to some degree. He's not the smartest villain, but he's also he's he's weirder you know, too. He's weirder. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. know, not not a, not not a, not a cool kid that could that could pick up women. You know, and and you know, and and kind of matches his wit against Method Man or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, like one of the things I found funny about Doctor Strange, <laughs> Doctor Strange, is like, okay, wait a minute. You didn't just go to the MIT, uh, you know. <laughs> to the board. Yeah. <laughs> to the board and, and, and plead your case. You came immediately to me. That was your first line of defense for the situation. Was come to me and ask me to cast a spell? Come on, Peter. Think better. Yeah. But again, he's he's it's kind of a dumb teenager, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know. Going to the extremes. Yeah. But, you know, but it was his, but it was, it was, it was Steven's fault too, yeah. Like, okay, I can do this thing and. You know, why didn't you find out what he did before you right. went to the You're the adult. Why didn't you say, okay, first of all, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done this? Right. Okay, so now this is where we are. Okay, yes, I'll cast the spell. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. But that also shows, like, like Strange's own um, lack of of, of, uh, of humility and also his ability to communicate with people. Right. I mean, Str- Str- Stephen Strange was, was, was kind of the... A person that was always relying on his skills, <coughs> you know, and somewhat of it, and somewhat of a, um, as a, as a surgeon, he wasn't like the most liked person either. He was kind of a, 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 a crass asshole, right? And 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 the other thing too being is, is it's kind of a flex, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, I can pull my big sorcerer dick out and put it on the table, and, and you have to acknowledge <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Right. So you know that, that it's kind of a flex in a way. It's like, all right, I'll do this shit for you. You know, little young, little young boy, little young man. Right. 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 <laughs> you know. Right. Plus, because Wong told him not to as well. Wong's like, hey, you don't absolutely do not do that. And then he and the in the in the in the, in the trailer he winks at the camera, but in the in the actual movie he doesn't wink at the right, camera. Right. Right. That, so, right. Right. They, they edited they edited that part out. So that was kind of funny. one thing i wanted to ask you about as it, and this is not kind of getting into somewhat critical criticism critical territory mm-hmm. or critique care, territory sure. but sure the cameos were fun but after a while did they get to be a little much you think <sighs> and and i'll ask the question in th- this way because we we actually have a uh, uh, uh there's a person who follows us on social media alex chavez and he posted about it. i posted an article mm-hmm. and he posted about his experience seeing the movie he was saying like you know, all the clapping when cameos would happen. After a while, it kind of felt like kind of cheap. It's like, oh, okay, people are not clapping and into the movie for the movie. They're into the movie because of the self-referential nature of these other characters from other things. Oh, I know this person from that. I know this person from this. Oh, they're, oh now they're back. Oh, now these are all overlapping. And so it becomes a thing where mm-hmm. it's like the Shrek factor, where Shrek, you know, the Shrek story is not funny, but when Shrek references other animated movies or other Disney stories or pop culture references. That's what makes Shrek interesting. But if you take all that stuff out of it, Shrek is, it's not that interesting a tale, so to speak. Right. And that's what I kind of wonder, like, is this a true Spidey tale or is this a Spidey tale that's entertaining because it's juxtaposed against all these other films and all these other reference pop culture reference points, you know, like, do you have to, do a movie binge to catch up before you see this film, or do you have to read some kind of a wiki Wikipedia page, you know, to understand all the connective tissue? Is, am I am I getting too deep into it, or no, not at all? I mean, that's my thing. That's where my cynicism came from. 
Okay, me too. My cynicism yeah. came from initially was okay, okay, okay. You have William, William Defoe in this again. Okay, okay. You're gonna have friggin' you know uh, um, uh, Alfred Molina in this again. Okay, okay. You're gonna have all Toby Maguire, uh, uh, um, Andrew Garfield. They're all in there, and everybody's vying for screen time, and everybody's hamming it up to see what I can make out of this. You know, for 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 Andrew Garfield, this is his, this is his third movie he never got in terms of the yeah. in terms of the, the series. For for uh, for Toby, this this is a nice flat, nice uh, um, you know reintroduction reintroduction for him into the 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 newer generation of Spider Man. So yeah, I thought it could have been it could have been a lot worse in, as far as that goes. I didn't feel like anybody was preening for screen time though, and I, I was I was actually um, I felt like it, it was I felt like it was dead on as far as the, the amount of time everybody got a chance to show into their performative magic you know um but 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 the 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 meta-ness of having to know all the things you know mm -hmm. as an audience member in other words so for instance in the first sam raimi spider-man movie spider-man and this is really what makes spider-man a rich character from the comics to the animation and really to the films is that he is fighting for something personal Mm -hmm. So, you know, when he's fighting the Green Goblin, he finds out it's Norman Osborn. It's his best friend's dad. So there's a conflict there. And he actually kind of respects the dad. Right. You know, same thing with Alfred Molina. He respects Alfred Molina. He sees him as almost like a mentor figure or maybe like a surrogate father figure to an extent. You know, inviting him over to the house. Peter, come to my house and, have, you know, have right. dinner with my wife and I. And I'll tell you. Peter, you're smarter than my son. Maybe that, maybe something that can rub off on him and make him a better person, you know? Right. You know, that kind of thing. He always has a, you know, generally has a personal connection to, you know, the adventure that he's on. But now it's, yo, I've been in an Avenger. I've been in space. And, you, you know, you got to see these movies and that movie. And, and so people are not, you know, like there are movies that you see where the story just gets you so wrapped up in it. When something happens in the story, mm -hmm. you want to stand up and clap. Right. Not you want to stand up and clap because, oh, I saw this other movie and I know who this is. Oh, I saw that movie. Or I saw that TV show and I know who that is. You see what I'm saying? Like. You're, you're not in the story. You're watching it for its referential nature, not for thrills, chills, and spills, so to speak. Okay. Oh, well, to that, I'll say this. I, I I definitely was in it for what Tom Holland's provided as far as Spider-Man goes. I didn't care if No Way Home was about any other Spider-Man being in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's built a, a great deal of, of, of viability and, and believability to me as, as his portrayal as Peter Parker Spider-Man over the years. Okay. So I trust him to give me a, I trust him to give me a story which is going to be engaging and interesting. And I felt like Sans, the other two Spider-Man, if they didn't appear at all, it still would have been a good movie. Okay. Um, I mean, but because of the nature of the movie being a multiverse crossover, being what it is, it wouldn't have been the same because they already alluded to the fact that it was necessary to make this thing happen. Right. But, he did kind of command the lead in terms of what was going to happen as far as the action goes in this movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, because they, sp they spent most of the, of the first half of it with him and, and coming in contact with the multiversal threats. And then, you know, when they, when they finally did congeal together, it was the thing where he was, he was the lead. He was the soldier that was saying, okay, because he had been soldiered. Like you can't not work with Captain America and not take some of that back. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. So, and, you know, and 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 that's the thing where you know he he'd been challenged, and and he 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 became a soldier, became a a, a kid that was smart and able to, to command the directions of those different Spider Man, which is good to me. Yeah. So it worked. I, I I thought the the humor in the movie was 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 really key. 
Uh, as with a lot of the Marvel movies, in that one point where they're, uh, you know, they're they're fighting the the Sinister Four or Sinister Four Point Five or whatever, right? <laughs> and the three Spider Men convene, and he's like, "Look, we got to work together as a team. I know a little something about working as teams. Uh, you know, I was in the Avengers, and then Tobey Maguire's like, "That's awesome. What is that?" And he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you don't have the Avengers in your universe?" And then Andrew Garfield says, "Wait a minute, are you in a band?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, that was that was so funny. They they really they they really actually that a lot of the humor really was kind of spot on for the story. But um, but as as it relates to what you're talking about, by you know by all accounts, you know Tom Holland is probably near the end of his contractual commitment mm-hmm. to play you know Peter slash Spider Man at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's not at it, he's very very close to it because he's been in six different movies, right? You know, playing this character, and usually though their their arrangements are for like seven films. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, of course, you know Sony wants to keep the license, to, so they're going to keep making Spider Man movies, you know, so that they don't lose the license. Right. Uh, and this is really the only kind of f- quote franchise that they have going on. I don't count Venom. I think Venom is stupid. I don't fucking understand the the appeal. I think both of those movies were horrible. I saw the first one. I saw part of the second one, and then I just I bowed out. I was just like, "Oh God, it's just awful." Right. It's right. it's it's a ridiculous character. I don't understand its appeal. It's, it's for some '90s motherfuckers. I know Adrian is listening to this. It's for you. It's not for me. I get it. But if Sony does do more Spider-Man movies, will I'm wondering? Do you think Marvel Studios will be involved? You know, if Tom Holland is not cast, a and then b, will we see another actor play? Peter Parker, or, you know, maybe will it be, you know, uh, Miles or even uh, Gwen, Spider-Gwen? You know, um, those are some very real, very real um, um, interesting, you know, uh, possibilities. I mean, for me, I mean, I've I've given each of the individual iterations of Spider-Man a fair chance, Mm -hmm. um, I think. You know, I didn't like I said I didn't, I didn't care about missing the second Andrew Garfield. I've seen segments of it, but the second one didn't didn't do anything for me. and and I I think that of course as being the cash cow that it is, especially now proving what it is, you know, uh, Sony like you said is never going to let go of it, and I think they will continue to to have Spider Man, uh, Spider Man as a franchise to be in the Marvel universe because he mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it'll be a different a different actor playing him or not, I don't know. I I hope that Tom Holland plays him as long as possible, but I know Tom Holland's already starting to stretch his wings to other other action movies. Yeah, uh, which. Also, I, I I couldn't see because I see him as Spider Man, which is a problem for any actor being cast being being a typecast in a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if the, if it's a if it's a good, solid, wholesome film, dude, and that's what Spider Man really is in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I know you don't want to end your career on it. You know, you may begin your career on it, but you want to end your career on it. Right. You know, but at the same time, it's like if the character evolves, which I hope it continues to evolve, then why not hang your head on it? Why not be that be that guy that's Spider Man? Because there's a lot of room for growth if it's written properly for Spider-Man to be, you know, a whole thing that will last for a lifetime, even even more than Batman in some ways, even more than Superman in some ways, because Spider-Man is Spider-Man is human first. You know, he's he's a kid that's got problems first, a kid from 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 Brooklyn. Right. Is that where he's uh, from? Queens. Queens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Queen, Queens first. You know, he's a kid from Queens and, he, and he's got he's got all kinds of, you know. Uh, back matter and issues, you know, they can be, they can evolve into a great greater thing, um, and he's shown that. And you know? so, I, you know, depending on how he's played, I see Spider Man forever. You know, 
Uh, <laughs> home, home forever, the fourth movie. <laughs> right. You know, uh, you know, um, there's just there's college for him to contend with now at some point. I mean, he's got that whole broken down flat that he lives in at the end of the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's got to come back, you know, and he's got somebody's got to come back and, and convince people that he's alive and that he's purposeful and that he, that he actually adds something to um, their lives. You know, I mean, I, it's it's heartbreaking to see him at the end, end of the movie where he's meeting MJ for the first time for for her. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like wow, man, so much stuff because their 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 chemistry, as you're probably going to lead into their chemistry and their actual the love for each other as a parent. You know, when they, when they kiss, when they're together with each other on the rooftop and stuff, when they're talking stuff, when they're in those moments, it, it seems very intimate and very realistic and believable. Well, know, that's that's kind of the other thing, too, that I really liked about these films. Um, and, and really, um, <clears throat> uh, MJ, the Michelle, Michelle uh, Zendaya's character, she's uh, there's more connection. There's more like you're saying, there's a more of a. Uh, uh, an authenticity to use that word again to their relationship. Mm-hmm. They really mm-hmm. do seem to bond and seem to uh, connect well and to mm-hmm. uh, engage, you know, in a in a real way, in an emotional way, in a natural way. She's not just an attractive like the you know the MJ and uh, in the comics. She's not just an attractive person who's kind of the object of his desire per se. Right. You know, you you understand why he's kind of drawn to her as a person and why she's kind of drawn to him as a person. And it does. It doesn't feel phony or or written to me, um, in in that regard. But um, I don't know. I think you know Tom Holland. And this is the thing: he signed under these seven movies. So by the time he turns thirty, you know, maybe before he turns thirty, you know, he'll be done with this stuff, and he can go on and do other things. He'll have made a bunch of mm-hmm. money, and he can go ahead and, and, mm-hmm. and take other roles, and uh, and be the actor he is. And I think he's a really really terrific uh, uh, young actor. Um, as a matter of fact, if there's a movie he was in a couple of years ago called the devil all the time, if you get a chance to see it, all right, it's on Netflix and he plays like a Southerner and Robert Pattinson's in it. And he's kind of like this, uh, preacher who's, uh, uh, having sex with, you know, teenage girls. And, um, it's like a Southern Gothic kind of a tale. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sebastian Stan is in it as well. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. A lot. A lot of Marvel uh, lead-ins there. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The devil all the time. It's. It's actually worth seeing. It's not. It's not good. And he's. He's. He's good in it. Like I'm not even thinking about Peter Parker when you see the movie. But. Okay. Okay. No Way Home has made a, a billion dollars, as I mentioned earlier, worldwide. And it, it probably did really well in China. That's probably part of the reason why um, it hit that number. It's the only movie in the last 24 months uh, that's had like pre-COVID numbers in terms of the box office. Right. Um, do you think this is a sign that we're going to return to some kind of normalcy? I mean, we're still in a pandemic and, you know, with the Delta and, and, and Omicron variants are surging, you know, at least until the spring. Do you think this is a sign of good things to come or is this like, this is a one-off and we're, you know, we're probably going to go back to, you know, they kind of hit or miss. You know, I'm hoping it's a sign of, of, of progress, you know, honestly, because I mean, I've been venturing out to see these movies, you know, at the theater myself, because I, you know, to support them and to, and to uh, get the, the, the theatrical experience again, which is so important to me in terms of atmosphere, environment, sound quality is a big deal. Right. And, and, 
you know, um, to see them when they're supposed to be seen, and that's in the movie theater, you know. So yeah, I've I've seen all the all the Marvel movies with the exception of Black Widow at the theater. Um, I, I you know, I didn't. I mean, I would have seen it at the theater. I didn't think it was going to be spectacularly um, engaging. And the problem with Natasha and the problem with the Black Widow is that we knew where her outcome was. It was almost like um, it was almost like a prequel. One of George Lucas's famous prequel. You knew you know Anakin was going to come to Darth Vader, and you knew Natasha was going to die. The question was 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 how and how our family um, leads into the next phase of what Marvel Comics is supposed to be. Right. So that being said, um, actors can grow and 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 can grow beyond their 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 roles that they get inside of Marvel and use it as a catapulting for a greater success. But uh, I think that um, movies in general um, and the and the current the, cur- the current COVID climate as people become more um, more uh, you know, uh, um, inoculated for like mm-hmm. a better term. I think that it does lead towards people venturing out more into the theaters. I will say this. I did. I saw, I saw Dune in the theater and I saw Spider-Man no way home in the theater. And I saw more people in Dune that I did see in Spider-Man no way home in the theater. Okay. Um, and you know, that was before, of course, Omicron, you know, Omicron, Omicron, Omicron. Yeah, Omicron. yeah. Um, came came into came to the for, to, the, to the forefront, so maybe people were scared about that. But for people that were scared, I saw less masks, you know, during the current variant mm. uh, than I did at the at the uh, at the uh, Dune uh, premiere. So I hope. I mean, I'm going to continue to see them because I've contracted anything, you know, knock on wood, fake wood, and. You know, <laughs> knock on Formica, <laughs> Formica, right? And as long as long as I as long as I continue to mask up, I think everybody else will continue to mask up too, and people will continue. People now, people are now more concerned than ever with um, protecting their loved ones and getting getting the 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 the, the, the responses from the, the the quick tests and things like that. Um, and are I they think though? It, are, are they though? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You know, I work for a retail establishment. Uh, we start off with uh, like 3,000 um, virus tests uh, uh, three days prior. And after a shift at this place in particular, um, we were down to 100 left after three days. So 3,000 kits were purchased in two days. That's incredible. So, so, so we're looking at, we're looking at, um, people who were there while they're coming in in various states of, of repair, uh, like either they're wearing masks or not wearing masks. They're, they're actively looking to see, to make sure they're protecting their loved ones from any potential, potential, um, thing they may be carrying. Well, the only reason I, I, I kind of buck up is, is, is I think we've all kind of figured out what we kind of need to do to kind of get through, you know, masks, no masks test rapid test versus the uh the longer test more thorough test right um you know social distancing you know still trying to avoid you know uh close being in close proximity or you know not you know we we've we've kind of got like a rhythm going but there's still not enough people going out and getting vaccinated which is ultimately where how, how we could bring those numbers down and I think, like like you said, I didn't go see Dune in theaters. I saw Dune on uh, on uh, at home on television. HBO. 
yeah, streaming on HBO Max. Right. But I did see Spider-Man in the theater, uh, and the theater we were in was about two-thirds full, and probably two-thirds of the people were masking when they weren't, you know, eating popcorn and drinking soda and, and eating uh, nachos and, and, and flatbread pizza. Uh, and then, you know, and we kept our masks on, you know, when we weren't snacking as well. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't, sus- you know, again, with Omicron and, and, and the Delta variant, and I know presently three people, I know personally two people who have coronavirus now, or have COVID now, and they had they had it a year ago. Right. And since then, they, they yeah, they had it twice and they've gotten, you know, they've gotten vaccinated. They gotten bo- uh, they didn't get boosted, but they gotten vaccinated. One of them was boosted and you still got it. Right. Um, so it's it's real and it's out there. And I just wonder if that is going to keep people from going to the theater. And then the other thing for me, as far as this is concerned and, and not to make a big deal out of it, is I just wonder, are we holding on to the theater experience because it's what we've always done, not because it's really, really necessary. Necessary, and it's and it and, and does it really represent the future of viewing? You know, the reason why we go to the theater to see a film is because people went to theaters to see plays and vaudeville, mm-hmm. and then when movies started getting shown in there, the, the, you know, oh, that's going to kill the theater. Well, it kind of did. Right. The theater is not is the you know the theater is not what it what once was. So my point is is it's just an old way for people to to see a film because that was the only way you could see it. Now we have options. Why should we not explore those options? Why should the cinema only be represented when we all pack into a, a place and share our spit in the air and sit right. elbow to elbow <laughs> and you know assholes and elbows you know with strangers? Right. And I get all the communal this that and the other thing. Okay. That doesn't have to be the only way that we enjoy movies. But anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to get too too deep into that. No, no. But I mean, I, I concur. I mean, it, it shouldn't be the only way. Definitely, and it, it definitely. I mean, it, it bears weight that people will will use both ways to, to see movies. I mean, I mean, I mean to 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 be able to pull, to pull back now and say that we can't see it on television in our own privacy, of our own homes, and control the timing of it, and be able to get up for for, for restroom breaks and go get a snack out of, out of the out of the fridge and put it in the microwave for the next round of experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's definitely a viable way of experiencing these movies, and actually will help their numbers be elevated too. We give multiple choices for people to do things. I mean, deniably, I guess you could charge sixteen dollars a head for <clears throat> sixteen dollars a head for seeing a theater versus you know. The, the the common thing which you're getting now, which is kind of annoying, where you either pay for a pre- pay a premium to see it the first day of the release jointly with the, the theatrical release, or or you let them let it be part of the, the the subscription, which I think the subscription is a better way to go personally because if I can see what I want, you know, I, here's the thing, I I I had such high hopes for Dune, to where yeah I couldn't wait to see it, so I saw it first night on HBO Max, mm-hmm. but I also went to see in a theater to support it because I knew there was a differentiation in the sound quality. And being old heads like ourselves, you know, we're we're in, we're into the, the like the immersiveness of the experience to greater or lesser degree. Maybe I'm more into it than you are. But I but I definitely you know you're definitely a seer your audiophile. So for me I liked I liked the fact that um I was getting a full fully immersive experience of, of the audio quality in Dune. And I felt as though See it, I see I didn't I didn't I didn't care about that, that much. Really? I personally, I, I personally, personally did only because it's like you know, 
you know, when vinyl and CDs, oh, vinyl, you know, sounds, you know, the bandwidth is wider than a CD or digital photos versus analog photos. You know, the color is richer. You know, it's a, it's a richer, more depthful image if you see it on film. Now we don't care about any of that stuff. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Now we just want to play Spotify or Pandora or Apple Music and just play the goddamn song. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I just, I think, I think those things have value, but... Do they have to have value to the public at large? No. Most people, it's like, you know, when they were talking about digital projections versus, you know, an actual film uh, being shown. And Quentin Tarantino was ranting about, oh, it's like watching TV in public. Yeah, genius. What the fuck do you think most people think they're doing when they go to the movies? Right. They're not thinking it's cinema. You know, they just know I'm going to see a, a big movie on a big screen with big sound with some other people. But, I mean, it's not that much different from watching, a, you know, it on a big screen TV. Anyway, I don't want to get too ta- off, off the beaten path of Spider-Man No Way Home. No, it's cool. Let me ask you this, man. I don't know if you saw that there's a meme, but um, basically now that Marvel Studios has, by way of Sony, acknowledged the Raimi Maguire films. Right. Doesn't that mean that the 2002 Spider-Man movie is the first superhero movie in the Marvel Universe, not the first Iron Man movie, which came out in 2008. Yeah, it kind of does. From a timeline sense. From a timeline sense. Yeah, it kind of does. And it, that, that, that never itself poses its own problems, if it weren't for the nature of the, what they're doing. You know? I mean, when you, <laughs> yeah. when you deal with the fact that, that it's the multiverse of madness, now it's all game on. So everything, everything can collide. I mean, you got Earth six one six. You got the you got the you know, Earth twelve, whatever the case may be. All these different Earths can can be in the same space at the same time and have various timeline start points. So yeah, I mean, you can have Blade in his own alternate dimension, his own alter, alternate timeline. Because why wouldn't why wouldn't I mean, and the way things are now, why wouldn't Spider Man cross paths with Blade? Why wouldn't he cross paths cross paths with Morbius? Why wouldn't mm-hmm. he cross paths with you know various other other Kingpin? Uh, um, and 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 Daredevil and people like that, that ilk, you know, they're they're all everything could be. I think it's a marvelous time. To be honest, no pun intended. God, I didn't. That was not really a pun. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a fantastic time for 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 to to get on a, a Kevin Smith type of of, of of rant for us to be alive, man. Where all these things are are accessible, you know, maybe not as accessible as it is for appreciation's sake. Like we had freaking nine Marvel. Films and television shows this year, you know that's insane, dude. To think about the kind of access we had, this kind of access we were dreamed of as kids, you know. Right. I, you know, one thing I would say that I wish could happen, and it's it's going to sound really strange as far as Marvel movies go, and Spider-Man in particular, to make it a, a part of this conversation, is I really wish to give Nicholas Cam- Nicholas Hammond a cameo. I want Nicholas Hammond from the Spider-Man television shows to be in the in the in the, in the, in the, uh, oh, in the movie that would at some be, point. That would be wonderful. Yeah, that would really be wonderful. Yeah, you know, because yeah. I, I liked I liked this Peter Parker. I mean, he was old as shit. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he was, he was obviously in his twenties. He was not a teenager. I dude. thought he was like thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I, I like to see Nicholas Hammond, dude, because that dude. I mean, there's something about his 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 his, his quirkiness about the way he moved. You know, I, I felt him as Spider Man, dude. And he was the victim of the times with, the, with his go with his, his go go boots that have black stripes on them, and 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 the utility belt. I love that utility belt, though, dude. That utility belt was awesome to me. You know, <laughs> for anyone for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, Dwight is referencing a Spider Man television movie that came out in the late seventies, 
Right. And Nicholas Hammond is the actor's name. Right. And and exactly. And Ch- and Chip Fields, who is uh Oh yeah. Who is uh <laughs> um Was she Betty Brant? Betty Brant. And she and she and she and she's the, the um she's the, 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 the mother of uh Tootie. She's uh Kim Fields' mom and she, she also burned Janet Jackson with the iron on good times, but we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But to your point a minute ago, even like even with the Kingpin, the Kingpin is Spider-Man's villain. He just got co-opted by Daredevil, but he's yeah. He really comes from the Spider-Man universe. So yeah, yeah. You know, by all rights, he should he should appear in a Spider-Man film. But That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.